All right, welcome back. Let's talk some uh, some local sports with our good friend Chris Torello from Spectrum Sports 360. What's up, Chris? How are you? What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm good. Just watching the Masters while I host a show. Very difficult to do. Very difficult. It's a tough life we've chosen sometimes. <laughs> I know, right? Have, have you ever gotten a chance to cover the Masters up at Augusta? No, the no, but I did. I was I was playing golf one time uh, in Connecticut, and I was looking for my ball in the woods. And I found a ball with the Masters logo on it. And I was like, who in God's name would play this ball and risk it? <laughs> so I've got that somewhere very tightly secured. It is never even close to my golf bag for obvious reasons. But, uh, yeah, that, that's a pretty cool one to have. But, no, I'd love to go. That's a, a bucket list for any true sports fan. Yeah, I, um, I, was, I was mentioning this earlier. Early in my career, my first job in Tallahassee, our, our tower was in Thomasville. So we were actually considered a Georgia station. And back then oh. they – they gave the local stations credentials, so I was credentialed media for four years in the early nineties. Oh, wow. And uh, I mean, back and back then, we could go anywhere except the Champions locker room. Like we could go into the clubhouse, we could go into the locker room. We could. There was one time I was in a, a spot, and um, Michael Eisner, who was running Disney at the time, walked up to the security guard and was like, "Yeah, you can't get in there." And I'm in there sitting down having a cocktail. I'm like, "This is really good." This is this is really good. That the head of can't, get can't get in, but I can. And I'm like, they, if yeah. they had any idea who was sitting here, they would they would throw me out in a heartbeat. Absolutely. So, so, so did you see? Who did you see win? Like Faldo and like what? What years I, did you? Go- I've had uh, couples in '92, oh, okay, Larner in '93, uh, Maria Lafable, and then Crenshaw in '95. Wow, good for you. And and the Crenshaw one, I followed him the entire back nine. And and I, I'm telling you, when he went to the tee at 17, I, it was uh, like it was only like three or four deep at, at, as far as the spectators. I was that close to him. Oh, I was God. so close to him, I could see like the tears welling up in his eyes on 17 before he hit his tie, tee shot. He was getting so emotional, I had to you know, famously step back, and then he ripped one right down the middle of the uh, the 17th <sighs> fairway. So that's beautiful. Yeah, man. And back then. You could sit like just to the left of 15 or walk around the left of 15. And I found this out. You could see the green at 12, at uh, 11 and 12 if you walked like 60 yards in any direction. And you could see the second shots at 13. You could see the second shots at 15, obviously. And then the second shots at 14. So you could see the whole back nine just uh, uncover right there in front of your eyes from that spot. So yeah, that's pretty man, cool. Thanks. Things certainly changed once Tiger won. You know that yeah. kind of really changed everything. So yeah. it's uh, it's amazing what's what like a gallery hopefully will look like next year. Right. So right. can you believe yeah. Tiger's in the hunt? Sixty eight oh, today. Can. Oh no, I can believe it. Absolutely, he knows that course like the back of his hand. You know that's that's a great course for him. It's a great yeah. course for anyone who knows how to win there. Like Bubba Watson, I'm convinced they'll win a couple more times there eventually. You know, because that's just that's just it, once you break through, it's like it's like you've got the code. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I'm I'm absolutely believe he he's going to be in the hunt. It's it's always fun. Like Freddie Couples, right, man? Like I love it when Freddie a couple of years ago, I think he fired. He was winning the tournament after yeah. the first day, and it was, I'm like, oh, okay, this is fun, you know? Because yeah. Freddie Couples. So hell, Larry you know? Mize shot six shot seventy today, two under par. He's sixty two exactly. years old. Exactly. That's what it's like. What's his name? Tom Watson a few years yeah. ago at the Open. You know, yeah. I mean, that's listen. I don't care if that means that golf isn't like other sports. That's what makes it beautiful. Yeah. So. And wait till you get to be an old guy like me. You'll appreciate it even more when these old oh. guys perform. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be watching that. Uh, which I didn't even. Uh, you know the uh, the LPGA is going to be at the Pelican next week. Are you guys covering that? 
I think we, I'm, I, you know what, I have to double check. I don't know if I am, but I thought, I know we got, I know we got emailed about it. So yeah, I would think someone's going to be over there next week. I just don't know if it's going to be me yet. Yeah, so. I got to get, I got to get out there. I love watching uh, ladies golf too. I don't know if you've covered any LPGA tournaments, but. Um, it's serious though. It's just yeah. as good. It's just as, you know, it's just as intense. You know, yep. they've got some, you talk about the Ryder Cup, Solheim Cup and all that. I mean, it's all legit. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Listen. They can hit the ball down the fairway. I don't care who you are. I don't care uh, what gender you are. You, you know, you can do better than me. So Yeah, they can smash it. I, I can't wait to, to go out there and check them out. And I haven't been out to Pelican yet to see the golf course, so that'll, that'll be fun. Um, let's talk some USF football here for a second. Um, last week, a chance to get a big win at Memphis, which uh, would have just been great for this program. Um, you know, I, the positives are, look, you, you, there were a lot of good things that happened during that game. Of course, the negatives are, I think the coach has to learn to win just like the players. Um, what are your thoughts on how that, that unfolded? That yeah, those final five minutes, they, I think the coaching staff froze up as much as anyone. Yeah. And, and that's unfortunate, but, you know, it is what it is. I mean, Memphis is still a really good team, but what, what, what I loved is I, I asked Jeff Scott afterwards, he said, you know, I said, you know, is it, is it tough to, to kind of keep this, you know, the momentum of being, you know, you're good, but you're just not winning yet. And, and I said, does that ruin anything in the locker room? He goes, no. He goes, those guys are upset, as they should be, but there are no moral victories. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's an important thing. If you're a USF fan, don't, don't, like, don't try and buy into moral victories. Don't buy into the BS of any of that. It's great that a coach says that, and it's great that the team still believes, but don't, as a fan, buy into you know, what, you know, like, oh, well, we almost won. No. Still hold yourself to a standard because I think USF for too long now, for a little too long for a while, have just gone into the, oh, well, we almost won. Like, yeah. go back to UCF-USF, that phenomenal game a couple of years ago. Scott Frost, 49-42. Oh, and, and, but that was almost like the, well, it's one of the great games we've ever been a part of. Yeah, well, then why didn't you win it? Yeah. You know, like, that's, that's a game that almost kind of started this whole trajectory downward in a way. So. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Um, and they, get, they got Houston this weekend. Uh, Navy. Yep. Can't chance to get a win here against Houston? Yeah, I think so. I think that Houston's as, uh, as kind of uh, derailed as anybody. I mean, yeah. they're not a bad team. They still have talent, but it's just not what it was. And I don't think anybody thought when Dana Holgerson came over from West Virginia it was going to be like this. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I actually think they have a chance this week. We'll see what happens with Navy next week. I, you know, they, they just, they're getting closer. And if Noah Johnson is going to take the reins here, you know, maybe they have figured something out quarterback-wise, and, and um, you know, it's always difficult to, to plan for a mobile quarterback because you never know what he's going to do. So maybe it's his time. I think the defense plays really hungry. I love K.J. Sales back there. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, why not? I mean, if, if they're going to get a win, it could be this week. Yeah, and I think I like the idea of going with an experienced guy and, and a guy yeah. that can make things happen on his own, um, especially in a year like this. I think it just gives you a better chance to win. And I know Jeff wants to build for the future, yeah. and Noah's certainly not the future. But, you know, for the rest of the season, why, why the hell not? You know, just give it a shot. The kid can play. He's, a, he's exciting. He's electric. He's a local guy. I, I think it's a great story. What do you think? Well, absolutely, and I mean, you know, we've had this before. Chris Oladokun got a chance to start against yep. UC against UCF. If it were up to me, Noah Johnson, if he can build, why the heck can't you be competitive against UCF in a few weeks? Hell so yeah. why not let it be an Armwood kid? I mean, that's that does so much for recruiting too. I mean, it's if you can have a local kid that wins a big game, 
then that just fuels. I remember when Jordan McLeod started last year against SC State. Yeah, consider the opponent, but what a big night for him that was and how people talked about it for a few weeks. So absolutely, if it can be a local kid, I think Tampa Bay embraces you even more. So I agree with you. And that doesn't keep, you know, uh, Jordan from being the future of this program. or or or, uh, um, I'm forgetting his name right now. Fortin, yeah. You know, that's just... This year's kind of like a, you know, write it off. You know, they don't they don't even have to use an eligibility year. So no, everyone's coming back. Yeah, so just go. Do what they want. Go do it. And what, and what do you, they just named the game time three thirty on Friday afternoon after Thanksgiving, which I just I love mm-hmm. that day for watching yes. football. I don't know how many they can get in there, but hopefully fifteen twenty thousand. It'd be fun. It's gonna be a fun game. What do you think? Oh God, yeah. I mean, I've been telling people I reserve the right to pick that game for a reason. I just I feel like USF's growing a lot more, and I know UCF is still you know probably head and shoulders above them but i just feel like usf is building they're building and you know one thing you could say about jeff scott coming from the cloth of clemson is you know you get one big win that's all it takes and then the doors break open and the next year you're you're kind of pepping your steps so uh maybe that's the game who knows but uh yeah no definitely i'm excited that it's 3 30 i retweeted michael kelly and thanked thanked him. I said, whoever decided this, thank you. I think it's better for everybody. It's a 3.30 game, and uh, you know it'll, it'll be fun regardless. Yeah, I'm going to try to get, get over there for that game. Get over there, man, yeah. yeah. And um, I was just told here by our, our resident UCF uh, student who's uh, in studio today shadowing us, Nick Geddes, and he covers the team at UCF. I didn't realize that they lost four defensive starters uh, to some uh, legal incident last week. I'm talking about UCF. Yeah, they had the loaded firearm. Yeah, yeah the loaded firearm. They got stopped. Yeah, it was awful. And uh, that just go. That just speaks to. That just speaks to. There's no discipline over there. I don't think Josh Heupel is that good of a, a leader or a coach. Uh, not saying that he's not a, that they can't win or that they can't. You know, they can't cover up the warts. But I just don't think UCF is um, is what they were. And I think Danny White, unfortunately, with these financial restrictions, we're going to find out as we move on, even into 2021 and beyond. Um, look, I think they're 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 going to be strapped for 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 Josh Heupel, and and I yeah. just don't know if they're going to be able to keep winning the way they have. And I just, because of, because I don't think he's that great a coach. Well, we shall see if this could be the year. Maybe USF starts to sneak up on him. That would, that would certainly make the season. That would make the entire year oh, for Jeff Scott. The if they could do make that. Make the whole year. Oh, make the whole yeah. year if they win that one. Hey, Chris uh, Terrell of Spectrum Sports 360 joining us. What did you make uh, of the debacle against the Saints? Um, and how do you think just the presence, and I'm not saying it was Antonio Brown's fault, but uh, it just seems like that offense was distracted for whatever reason. And uh, what did you make of that debacle? Well, I mean, I love the press box food. I was really enjoying it. So I'll say that was the positives and everything. But, no, I think they, they played awful. Um, you know, they had an opportunity really early on to force a turnover. They couldn't. So, you know, I think everything kind of happens. And, yeah, I, I think he was – I think Tom Brady was forcing the ball. I don't know where the hell he was throwing half the time. Yeah. Um, you know, that's not what's won you games. What's win you games is, you know, what's, what's won Tom Brady games throughout his life is – I can throw the ball to Chris Godwin. I can pick up 10 yards. I can move the chains, and we do that enough. You're in the red zone, and then before you know it, you're lobbing the ball to Mike Evans or mm-hmm. you're, you know, your Ronald Jones is hustling into the end zone. I mean, when they didn't score on that first and goal Ooh. and then second and goal, third and goal, and we all looked at each other, fourth and goal, down the down press Ooh. row going, they're going to screw this up, and they did. So, I mean, it was off a penalty. I mean, they were put the ball at the one, and they couldn't score. 
it was just very painful to watch. So, um, you know, look, the Saints, give them credit. I think it just goes back to Sean Payton and, and Drew Brees are, I mean, that's the class of the NFC. They, they just have been together so long. And, you know, they, no offense to Bruce Arians, but he's nowhere close to Sean Payton, in my opinion. No. Well, they've proven that in their head-to-head so far, right? And, uh, you know, I heard Bucks fans say, man, I want to see the Saints in the playoffs. I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, <laughs> no you don't. No, no. Let no, somebody I mean, else take them out because – Either we don't match up well against them right now, or we're just getting completely outcoached. Because personnel-wise, I think the two teams are pretty even, um, yeah. and it didn't certainly didn't turn out on the scoreboard. That just makes this game against the Panthers, Chris. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a must-win. I think in terms of look, if you're going to do anything this year in terms of the playoffs, you got to go out there and, and put it all back together. And that's been Brady's mo. Mm-hmm. He rarely has two bad back-to-back games. No, nah, he doesn't, and that's the thing, though. I mean, it's the first time he's ever swept by a division opponent. It took all this time, but I'll say this. I think the good news is, is in a, you know, you wish that he was on the field just because he's a dynamic guy, but Christian McCaffrey not being there is a nice is, yeah. is good is because if you're a Bucks fan, you got to look at the fact of what he did last week against KC. Uh, he had a rushing touchdown, receiving touchdown. So, But here's the thing. Even without McCaffrey, Carolina can move the ball. I think Matt Rule and Teddy Bridgewater are figuring it out. And that's, that should worry the Bucks because I think there's confidence in Carolina. And this is a road game. Uh, who, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what it's going to be like there on, uh, you know, that on, the, uh, on Sunday. So, but I just think, uh, you know, this is not an easy game. You can't look ahead to L.A. because that's a Monday night game, and Lord knows that's a primetime game. And L.A.'s got Seattle this weekend, so who knows? I mean, they beat Seattle. Who knows? You know, it could be a really huge matchup in a week. But, yeah, Carolina's no pushover, man. They're, they're growing. They're believing under a young coach, similarly to what you'd see from a, a college coach like Jeff Scott. Matt Rule's got that college attitude, too. So he's making his guys believe even on the professional level. Yeah. Hey, Chris, uh, before I let you go, here's your question of the day. What would you rather have, the Raptors playing in Amelie Arena or be an NHL hub city? Uh, Ooh. And I'll, I'll throw in that we could do like 25% capacity where actually fans could go to the games. Well, I, I don't know. That's Because now here's the thing. Are we a hub city the whole year or are we a hub city? Like, mm. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, actually, I think I'd rather have the Raptors because I know I, – I, I don't know. I just think it'd be really fun to have something different. Yeah, and I don't, you know, yeah, you got the magic up the road, but I think it could be something that the city could hang on to for a little while, and I, it's different. Yeah, I mean, listen, don't take the lightning for granted. Don't ever right. not want them here, but I just think right now, you know, it'd be really fun to see the the Raptors come here. They're a good team. They're well run. They the colors match, so it'd be kind of fun to <laughs> be kind of well. You got to think about, about that, <laughs> but it'd be really fun to see kind of that the way the city would embrace the team for at least a year, I think it'd be really yeah. fun. And so go if I'm Rob Higgins, hell yeah, go after it, man. Let's see what happens. You know, let's, you know what? This whole thing's been crazy enough. Why not have, why not have an NBA team come to Tampa and hell we got yeah. the four, we got four. Cause then you got four. Then for one, then you can say you got four. So that'd be, that'd be pretty cool. Not too many cities can say they got four except for the real major ones. Yeah, and what's interesting about that is if the NHL goes just if they play regular and teams are at home and we have the Raptors, that would be the best of all. Pl- all That's pl- what I'm banking on. Yeah. That's kind of why I chose that route. I'm yeah. banking on that route, you know, because I think, listen, I understand people are a little worried about what could happen over these next few months, and but I, I just have a feeling sports in particular are going to make a push that, hey, we can keep the arenas clean. We can keep them spaced out. We can keep them safe. Yeah. We got to make some money here. We actually need to 
start going here. So I, I think the NBA is going to try and do that. I think the, you know the NHL is going to try and push for for fans. So and you know I've talked to people who've got season tickets with the Lightning and they've been told no different yet. So yeah. um, you know I think I think yeah it would be amazing to have the Lightning, the Bucks, the Rays, and then have the the, the Raptors. Raptors. That would be. Uh, I mean Tampa Bay. You want to talk about becoming a real sport? I mean we're already a sports town, but God think about new york you think about la you think about what chicago maybe i mean that's 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 who you're talking about if you get that that's pretty and I, big and i think if it's only 25 percent, we could actually fill that for for oh, nba no. people would be there are you kidding yeah. me people would love that yeah oh my goodness that's Everyone a hell of a team I, I think oh no it's a good team it's well run they're smart they're very similar to the rays and how they build so I, I think yeah they got a lot of young, good young talent absolutely I would absolutely go and cover or buy a ticket absolutely and what an irony that we would steal a basketball team from Canada while they're trying to take one of our are trying to take our baseball team so take yeah be, yeah well you know <laughs> just, yeah you know we you know Toronto's cool we like Toronto we do we love, love we Montreal, Montreal. No. We, we love Toronto absolutely come on down. All yeah, right, partner. We'll trade you the Raptors for Stu Sternberg. How about that? <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> Hell yes. Uh, what, what's coming up on Spectrum Sports 360 this week? Well, actually, I want to draw. We have the volleyball finals down in Fort Myers. We'll oh, be cool. streaming them all weekend. So we'll be down there. We've got some top talent from across the state. So I'll be there Saturday, and we got the we got them all weekend. So if you're a Spectrum customer, you can watch them for free. If you've got someone playing in the game, you can watch it for free. And uh, everybody else is not really a lot of money to pay for it, so it's it's worth your time and your investment. So, but yeah, we're gonna be. Uh, it's been great that they've a lot. Some of these teams have only played ten games. What are the some local teams, teams? We don't. It's a thing. We don't have too, any local. Unfortunately, they all lost in the semifinal. gummit. I know, but no, we got a lot of good teams. Trinity Catholic from Ocala, which yeah. is technically right out there. So. But we've got a lot of good talent. So if people like, you know, there's a lot of volleyball families in the area that can certainly sit down and watch. So uh, we hope people take advantage of this uh, service that we're providing. All right. We'll be watching. I love that. It's one of the great spectator sports, uh, volleyball. So we'll be checking it out. All right. All right thanks, thanks, partner. Bye. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks. Chris Torello, Spectrum Sports uh, 360. That's one of the things I loved about uh, when I was working at Channel 8 is covering high school sports. I really, really miss that. Really miss it, especially high school football, but even you know all the sports. Uh, it just takes you back, takes you back to your to your glory days. It's definitely different when it's high school because high school was just high school. It was a totally different atmosphere. I love the atmosphere. I love. I think that's why I like college football a little bit more than I did the do the NFL because it's oh, just, absolutely it's the atmosphere of it, like the band, the people cheering. You have ninety thousand plus. It's oh, it's an adrenaline rush. <laughs> I can't wait till we get back to ninety thousand plus. Um, by the way, Bernhard Longer, two under on the back nine through like seven holes, I think. It's old man day at the Masters. <laughs> you got to love that. They got it started, right? So why not? The 40 and 50 and 60 and over. The 60 and overs. Bernhard Longer is 60 something. He's at four under par. And then um, Larry Mahai, 62 years old, two under par. And then that old man, Tiger Woods. Four under, just three shots back. All right, we'll take a quick break, come back on the other side, and um, we've got some other information on the Super Bowl that uh, you might find interesting. They've made a choice for the halftime show. Who might it be? Is it Taylor Swift? We'll let you know next.